Hello again, friends, and welcome to another fine edition of 151. I'm Adam, and of course, I'm joined by a man that only listens to David Bowie at night or in the bathtub. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Justin. Thank you very much. Of course, this is 151. You can join us uh, on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to that. Uh, also, follow us on Twitter, 151 The Show, and on Facebook, it's about the same. There'll be information at the bottom of the page for this. Um, we are deviating from our usual uh, talks of sci-fi and fantasy. Because we are deviated. A little bit. A little bit, I would agree with that. Uh, but we are going into a world that I really like. Justin could care less. Doesn't uh, care. Doesn't I'm, like it, doesn't want to be a part of it. I don't know that I'd go that the far. the people <laughs> that are into it. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. No, uh, we're going to dive into the world of the paranormal today. Uh, joining us, the team leader from Paranormal Endeavor. Endeavors, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eric Klein. Hello. Hello, how are you? Yeah, if we had a live studio audience, it would be a lot bigger. No, uh, Eric's on today to uh, talk about ghosts, ghost hunting, spirits, anything that kind of goes bumpy, creepy in the night. Ooh, I kind of went to like Doctor Who there. You kind of did. Wibbly wobbly. <laughs> timey wimey. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Uh, no, so Eric, uh, you are the team leader of Paranormal Endeavors. Uh, you've got the YouTube channel, you've got websites, you've got uh, DVDs, apparently, mm-hmm. in front of yep. you. Yep, I brought this. This is kind of our latest. It's chapter four, and we call them chapters or like seasons, but has our latest uh, cases in there as we investigate, we record them, and try to educate people. Um, since we're a nonprofit, this is our only way to try to get a little bit of money right now. So. Just so you can get a little bit of scratch and a mm-hmm. little bit of, hey, we can do this and, and have more equipment too. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I guess the easy place to start with all this is how did you get into this stuff? Because Ooh. it's, I mean, when you hear the, you know, ghost, ghost hunting, I mm-hmm. mean, there's all kinds of shows on TV and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, did you get in because you liked it? Did you get in because, oh, I want to be on TV? Or, mm-hmm. or what, what What was it for you? I always had a fascination with it, uh, going back to when I was just a little kid, actually. Um, and like a lot of people at that time, I was really interested in, um, well, UFO stuff and paranormal stuff. Yeah. And then I noticed, you know, that show that was on at that time that was kind of leading the way. It was on sci-fi at that time. And I'd watched that and I was wondering if there was a show in Iowa that was kind of, or a, a group in Iowa that yeah, was yeah, yeah. doing that. And I researched, I did find one at that time. It was one of the only ones at that time before, like everybody seemed to get on the bandwagon. Um, and I reached out to them not to even ask to join. I just reached out to them to thank them for what they were doing. Okay. And that's when they wrote back to me because they knew I was I was at the University of Iowa for film studies at that time. And they were trying to get a public access channel thing going. And okay. So they invited me on and that's how I got into my first group. So that was your first group, Paranormal Endeavors, is your yep. own one that you... Okay, I didn't know if you slowly yep. took over. And nope. No. Next thing you know, it's like, <laughs> hey, guess what? It was I'm a, the boss. It was It was a coup. Um, he Enough sees rising. power with from within. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Eric Klein joins us now. Uh, we'll have all his information up on the bottom of the page and so on and so forth. So you get into this. Um, how long was it before you went on your first hunt? Or, mm-hmm. I mean, what what was the timeline there? Yeah, it was uh, fall of 2005. So you go okay. back to that time when I got into it. Um, and we went on uh, my first case ever in a investigative world was a private residence and so from there then i kind of stayed with them for about a year or so um didn't agree with everything that they were doing and their their methodology and so 
And I branched off into another team for about two and a half years or so. Um, and they worked more on the spiritual. That's why I kind of left. I wanted to dive into that because there's feelings and stuff that people get, sensations, more than just the hair rising yeah. up on your back, you know? Um, and the first team didn't really open to that at all. I mean, they would dismiss you if you said anything about, okay, this is what I'm sensing, you know, because yeah, a yeah, human yeah. is a tool too. Um, so then I was with that group for a while. And then at that time, kind of branched off to where I wanted to do this series as well under my own um, creativity and, and you stuff like that. You want to be that. the boss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I branched off because originally I wasn't wanting to even do a team. I figured it'd be stressful. Yeah. wouldn't be able to focus on what I wanted to focus on because I have to tell other people, you know, okay, this is where you should set up this equipment. This is what you should, you know, where you should investigate. And I was doing case manager duty at that time too. So I was calling and talking to the clients firsthand. I got you. So at that time, that's when I started bringing in people. And I went ahead and I launched it in uh, March of 2010. And we've been going strong ever since. And the funny thing is, it's like, if you'd asked me back then if we would last a year, I probably would have laughed at you and said no. no you know, at that time. <laughs> what's the uh, line from Avengers? Uh, we're, not a, we're not a team. We're a, uh, Bruce Banner says it. Um, we're a train wreck or a bomb waiting to go off or well, something. I really like ruined this. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Eric. Why, why do you keep asking me things? You <laughs> know I can't answer. you drink answer. And you know things. <laughs> yes, but you know I can't answer when you ask me things. Well, th- what the hell are you doing? I know. <laughs> uh, Eric Clyde is joining us. Uh, this is 151. You can uh, join us uh, on our YouTube channel. Uh, also, Twitter at 151 Show and Facebook as well. Um, I, I'm under the belief that there's a lot of people out there that when they get into this sort of thing, there's always... And if you really believe in it, there's usually one thing that started it. There's one mm-hmm. instance where it's it goes from okay, this is kind of intriguing. This is you know I'm I'm curious about it too. Damn, there's something going on. Do you have that one like starting experience? Well, actually, yes. It was linked to my spiritual side. And why I wanted to get into that was because when I was a little kid, going back to to that time frame, I always had this you know some people would say imaginary friend mm-hmm. you know. Um, I knew it was a male, and I was just always, he was just with me all the time. You okay. know, I didn't know who he was or why he was there, you know. Um, the term spirit guide didn't come up until later on in my studies, but at that time, when you're like five, six, seven years old, you don't know, you yeah. know. Um, and I always talked to him and, and stuff like that. He was actually kind of like my go-to person. I talked to him more than some of the living people, so... <laughs> Essentially like my cat is to me now. Yeah. I, I talk to my cat all the time. I don't know about you, Justin. I don't talk to your cats. Uh, I'm, I'm only over here uh, on occasion. <laughs> Thank you. And the wink was sexy. You're welcome. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. So you had the quote-unquote imaginary friend that mm-hmm. was probably more than imaginary friend. Yes. Yeah. Where a lot of parents, they might hear that, you know, it's a boogeyman under the bed or in the closet yeah. kind of story. And Did he ever scare you? Was it a he? I should ask that. Yep. Or I sensed he was. How do I know? I'm not sure. It's just one of those things I just, I felt you that he was. Yes. So, uh, is is this dude still around? Like, do you guys hang out on the weekend? Very much or? so, but I don't talk to him as much as I used to. I think no? it was more of a awakening part okay. of my life to get me into this and doing what I'm doing. And so, once his job was kind of done, I didn't really talk to him as much. Because now I'm helping other people 
communicate with what they might have in their house. Okay, so that's that's your first experience is better than a lot of people's. Mm-hmm. And like, it was it was a nice one. It wasn't like the sixth sense type thing, you know. That's yeah. a big traumatizing first experience for some. See, that's a, the interesting thing, and I really I really do think that that people. If if you've had that one moment that you can't explain, mm-hmm. then you're a lot more open to going in and being like, okay, yeah, there might be something going on here, but there might not be. I don't. Yeah. Have you had something like that, Justin? Um, yeah, we. Uh, yes and no. There was a, there was a moment the day uh, my uh, wife's grandfather died. Mm-hmm. Um, that various family members, uh, something weird. Uh, just one incident that something weird, you know, like I kept thinking that somebody was standing over my shoulder all afternoon. Okay. Uh, and I can't tell you, I know there was like a list of three or four people that, um, you know, said that something was going on that day. It was all coincidental around the same time. It's, you know, so I guess I, and you guys, obviously you're the expert. You're been into this as we've discussed. I'm just kind of, you know, uh, the outsider, when does somebody give you a call? What 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 prompts this kind of stuff? I mean, what do you handle? What don't you handle? Because to me, I mean, uh, you know, there's a there's a pretty wide range that that we started talking about from you know UFO stuff clear into the and to me those are completely different subjects. Mm-hmm. So where are you focused on, and what is somebody what is somebody going through when they give you a call? Well, um, thing with that, and that's actually within our title, called paranormal. We don't call it, you know, ghost anything or anything because we don't want to be limited to just one okay. subject. So we'll go into a place. We usually get contacted by email or a few phone calls, um, and it's usually folks that they have a wide variety of different things going on. You know, it could be something as simple as they're just hearing strange noises in their house they're not accustomed to. Um, uh, seeing full body apparitions, possibly. Um, and things like that. And of course, we want to keep a level-headed mind. Yes, we have sensitives on the team, myself included. But we don't just go in there, you know, and believe everything the client's saying to us right off the bat, you know. Because if you do that, your credibility could suffer if you mm-hmm. go in there and say, oh, well, strange noises in the house, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, oh, it was a ghost. You know, everything's paranormal. No, you got to keep level-headed about it. There's a certain level of being a de- detective with this, yes. correct? Yep. Of working the problem and seeing what's going on. So, Paranormal so, Mythbusters. Yeah. Yeah, they, that's another way. Well, they actually had a couple shows like that. Uh, one didn't do too well because it... Uh, it was, there is no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's no possible way that it could be anything but what we just showed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't last very long. It lasted two seasons. Second season was a lot more, well, you know, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> there you you go. could just imagine the producer notes. But um, when people are getting ready to call you, and, and I'm guessing all the contact information up on the website, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, ParanormalEndeavors.com. Um, uh, so... Okay, I've got, let's say, I've got bumps in the night. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing stuff. Is that reason enough to call? Or what What do you want people to call you about? Um, anything, honestly, because you never know. It's just like you can't, no spirit acts on command, mm-hmm. you know? So we go there, we're only there maybe one night out of the entire year, you know? We go back, that's great, because then that's more of a solid foundation at that particular place. But... For some people, a little bump or a little knock in the night is enough to scare them. Yeah. Um, but 
cases like those, for example, there's things that we look for. When we go into their place, do they have nothing but horror movies oh, okay. on their, in their collection? Yep. It's like, okay, because it can work your mind up. And then if you go to bed like that, of course you're going to be hearing stuff, you know? I, so, just, I just wish I could figure out why I have cats walking on my bed when there's no cats. That's uh, God's honest truth. You have cats. I no, and I've told Eric about it before. Yeah. I'll be laying in bed, and it'll feel like one of my cats, Kenneka Wrigley, will get up in bed and be walking across, and I kind of lift my head up. And there's nothing there, and this happens all the time. It's weird. Any particular time of day that it happens? Uh, just when I'm in bed. Okay. I mean, just that it's exactly like what a cat walking across you would be. It's so it's weird. lightweight. It's not like yeah, a heavy. It's, okay. Yeah, it's it's like a cat's coming. It's a bat. <laughs> Don't even start <laughs> that I do not want to go through the whole bat thing again. Uh, we encounter them in places we go to. So. Like, okay, say someone is thinking about calling you. What are some things that they can do, like beforehand? Because I've always heard write things down, like specific times. Like, okay, I heard, you know, uh, right at this certain time on this certain day, mm-hmm. and keep a journal. What, what else? Yeah. What else can you do? There's that, and then we'll ask him some questions such as, okay, we try to find a, a trigger uh, for it, possibly, mm-hmm. if it is truly paranormal. Okay, so when did it start? What happened during that time frame? Is there an event? Did you bring something home, as in like an object from someplace, a garage sale, antique store, that kind of thing? Um, we start going through these questions, and if they're able to answer each of them and still kind of leaves us, hmm, then we'll definitely, I mean, check it out, go in there, set up our equipment, and see. One is the, the easy one, you know, like, you've you've done this for years now. Mm-hmm. The oddest thing that, like, has happened that it's like, man, I cannot explain that. Versus, and I, I just thought of this, the one thing that you thought, man, we have got something awesome here, and it turned out to actually be something different. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, there's as much as probably a third of our cases that are like that now. Really? Yes. And this is... That you thought you had something. Yeah. Well, because the way that the clients explain stuff going on and stuff, it always sounds like, not always, but a lot of times it sounds like it's 10 times worse than what it really is. So, and I think some of that has to do with going back to the movies and things like that, because there wasn't as many, you know, demon cases back in the day. Well, how many people are just pissed that, well, we listen, we we don't think you have a ghost here. We don't think Mm -hmm. you have something. We think it's... The house settling, the mm-hmm. you know air conditioner kicks on or something. You have bumps yeah. in the night because your attic uh, vents are flapping yeah. in the wind. Yeah. I mean, how many people are mad because of that? Mm-hmm. I would say maybe four out of ten. Really? On an average, something like that. Because the case that comes to mind in particular was there's this woman who lived by herself. And we went there in there and we investigated. We did actually multiple visits, uh, more than just one, try to see what there was because she thought there was something trying to harm her. She'd wake up with bruises, you know, things like that. But how many of us scratched ourselves the other mm-hmm. night, you know? Um, kid punches himself mm-hmm. before he goes to sleep. Yes. Yep. And so. if you've ever seen a baby punch himself, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so we went there. We had no activity that happened to us that we could prove. Uh, shout out of her doubt. Is, okay, there's paranormal something going on here. So yeah. that case, we actually, during the reveal, you know, said that there wasn't really a whole lot that we found, you know? But we entitle them to, you know, they're welcome to get a second opinion uh-huh. and, and have someone else in if they want. But this lady was, in particular, going back to that other example, she had a lot of paranormal shows and stuff on her okay. shelves and stuff like that. She was almost wanting something bad there, is what we felt. And have you ever come across that, that someone wants something like, you know, you talk about uh, Incubus or Succubus, mm-hmm. you know, 
ghost that has sex with you. Yeah. Yes, I know what they are. Okay, just want to make sure. Yep. There's a band. Yes. You know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, how many people want something like that in their house? Mm-hmm. Not as much as that. Probably about a fourth of people that seem, in our belief, seem that they want something in there. Even if it's not evil, they just want something in there. And maybe it's a, a scapegoat to explain, you know, something that might be going on psychologically. Okay. Something like that they don't want to come to terms with. And so it's easier to blame Casper, you know. Boy, just think if you had Casper in your house. He'd just run around. He was a friendly ghost. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Why can't I find the ghost with big hoots? Wow. <laughs> it likes to bend over a lot. <laughs> Is there that ghost out there? Can we? Uh, not one like that, but like <laughs> he'd some... like he'd tell you if there was. <laughs> I keep it for myself. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's there. Boy, I think we ought to go back to the Johnsons' house. <laughs> no, yourself. no. I'll take got... this one myself, guys. Some... I got it. I got it. Something soft and squishy going on here. Uh, Eric Clyde is our guest right now on one five one. All the information is at the bottom of the YouTube page because that's how we do it, or uh, on SoundCloud. Um, we're we're not cool like Eric and have a actual <laughs> website. That's paranormalendeavors.com. Um, what do you guys? Uh, I, I know you're doing the DVD stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the fourth uh, chapter. Four is out. Yeah. Where do they get this? Um, they can email us online. We're, we talk about it online on our website. There's information for ordering it, and then we have it at uh, expos and events that okay. will come up through the year, and we'll be there and we'll have it at our booth. Okay, that kind of thing. You, uh, I'm assuming you guys are on Facebook and Twitter, correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. I just don't have it in front of me because I'm pulling yep. up some pictures. We're constantly promoting and uh, pull clips and little teaser clips, and we put it on our Facebook too to kind of we pull the highlights in certain areas, try to educate people on certain things and then if they want to continue and see the whole thing then they have the dvds options what's your what's your next event you're gonna be at do you have one scheduled don't have one right now but i have actually two that have been invited to they want us to come and i we haven't committed yet so it's like, see. Eh, i don't know <laughs> that's a big hooted ghost with the pins over all the time it's calling <laughs> i think we can get some pretty good evidence yeah. remember the grimace or oh. then he interviewed me for that Halloween special. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. <laughs> is there a uh, on a different radio show in a different <laughs> lifetime? Um, is there a uh, is well? You you talk about you know the big hoot ghost, but is mm-hmm. there is there a place that you like to go that like you get excited to go to this place because one, it's going to be a good night. Two, it's not going to be a waste of you know ten hours. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple that come to mind. Uh, one is much more on the friendly sort. It's just kind of a crowded house. That's the Mason House Inn down in uh, Bentonsport, Iowa, okay. which is the southeast corner of the state. Um, it just It's like living history farms in spirit. It's just it's stuck in time. You have all these different spirits of Civil War soldiers that are there, too, and, and things like that. Okay, They've actually caught a photograph of one uh, before. We didn't, but it was guests that were there did. Um, and then there's another one that's we get stuff all the time, but it's more of a be careful if you go kind of thing, and that's Edinburgh Manor. I have heard story after story. Yeah. I know nothing about this place. <laughs> that's where we need to take Tell it. me, tell me. Oh. Um, so basically, I've been there about three or four times, and each time it's the same energies as we, we detect. We call it, because we kind of profile cases, kind of like criminal minds, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Profile them, and this one has like a dominant intelligent energy, which means that when he comes in the room, he or she, that any of the other spirits of maybe lesser energy frequencies, they move. They scat. And they just get out. So this one has one that's upstairs on the ground floor. He's just this big 
mean sucker. He's intimidating because he comes off, he manifests as a large, large man. And then there's this other one that's he kind of goes all over the place, and we call him the Creeper. We call him that because of the way he moves and he touches ladies' legs. So he's just kind of a... And we've seen him crawl before he's like a Justin spider. He's the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> legs. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, before we get too far more into that, because there, there's a ton more to that place. Oh, yeah. What was it beforehand? It that's, used to that's, be, what, that's what the, really makes it weird. Yeah. It used to be a mental health institution. Oh, happy place. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of energies in places like those because you have people of all different kinds of mindsets going into that place. So it was that, and then it was Geriatric Center for a while after that, too. So, and again, another one. So we have mm-hmm. these feeder forms that can go in there for reasons why, because it's documented people have died there, so mm-hmm. that helps, you know, boost possibilities. What, uh, with, with Edinburgh in mind, what, do you think it's, you know, someone who used to live? Do you think it's something different? I mean, the creeper or the big guy, I forget what you reference him as. Yeah, just call him the intimidating man, basically. Call him Phil. Phil? <laughs> Just see what he does. Ooh, maybe not. Maybe not. But uh, uh, do you think it, it used to be something in human form? Is it something d- different? What, what do you, what's your theory of the place? Every time I've gone there, it's been more on the human side. Okay. But they're just nasty suckers. They might have been nasty in real life, mean, that kind of thing. And the creeper, I think he's just taken the form of what he had. He might have been a patient that was there, and he wasn't fully functional. You know, so... That's what I think happened there. Now, we've seen other places that have transformed. Places like, uh, for our school, for example, have opened up to the public. And over the years, they seem that the energy changes. And those noises upstairs would be... Spirits. <laughs> spirit the spirit of your wife. Anyways, um, Farrar's an interesting place. I mean, these are all Iowa, Iowa places because we're, we're based in Iowa. I've been there one time. I didn't get... Any indication that joint is haunted. Mm. When did you go? Uh, right when they started to kind of open their doors and stuff. And, you know, maybe it's changed since then because there was just a... My dad showed me a... Because my, my dad's really into this stuff. He likes going on investigations and all this. But um, with Farrar in mind, uh, like, we went there and it was just like, okay, it's, mm. it's an old building. It's kind of creepy. It's not kept up. You know, that kind of thing. But then they show... These dudes, uh, and I can't remember the name of the show, but you that guy was such a little girl about the place. Like, you would have thought this place was the gateway to hell. And I just don't get that vibe from no. that joint. No. it. And again, remember, you know, each night can be different. Yeah. You know, no, energies yeah. can do their things when they want to do them. Um, but even back then, because we'd actually, we kind of helped them start opening to the public. This is mm-hmm. back in 2007. And even then, it was more of a friendly energy that was there. It didn't seem as crowded. Now there's like a heaviness there. And there's investigators I've gone there that will tell you the boiler room is not a very friendly place anymore. Now, why? You know? And we think, in theory, we don't know who it was or when it was, but somebody that went in there maybe conjured up something, left something behind, that kind of thing. Attracted something maybe because possibly. that's what you're looking for because I, I don't know yeah it's just I, I like I said I watch some of these shows and I and I look at that joint and I'm like I don't think that place is haunted mm-hmm. um, so you got- do you, do you think that people going into the place you know uh, hoping to hoping that there's something there then has has drawn stuff in mm-hmm. okay. 
like you can uh, do that. It's like a suggested yeah. play, basically. It's like, okay, I want this place to be haunted. And some of them can just leave their own energy there, you mm-hmm. know? And that's why I preach all the time. It's like, if you can get in this field, probably do it with a clear mind, you know? Don't, don't do it if you have a drug addiction. Don't do it if you have, you know, a drop your bag. home. Drop your baggage at the door. Yes, yep. I think, you know what, that might be a good place to go from there is if, okay, say somebody is watching this and they want to get into this, like, what are your, I don't know, you could say what are your, th- you know, three best pieces of advice or what should they know before they do this? Mm-hmm. Well, um, first of all, tag along with other team, you know, a reputable one, you know, try to do that, try to get that experience, go to these public events first. And see if it's something you really want to do because, like you said earlier, it's kind of boring. You know, it's not what people think. You know, there's nobody levitating. There's, you know, blood dripping from the walls. I mean, it's, it just doesn't happen. It's a lot of sitting in a dark room. <laughs> yes. Going, yeah. hey, are you there? <laughs> and you, like, the first time you go do it, you feel like a moron. Yeah, yeah. As that's one of the hardest things I have new investigators get over is the fact, you know, that mindset, I'm just talking to a wall. And they yeah. run out of things to say. But once things start happening, then they get over that gradually. But it's a learning process. Yeah, but then you get, like, your first EVP. Or, yeah. you know, your first thing where you walk out and you're like, I don't know what just happened in there, but something just happened. Mm-hmm. So, what else? Or, uh, you know, uh, before you go into your other things, what makes a reputable team? How, how would they know? Well, somebody who's been around, I would even up it to at least two, maybe three years. Okay. Um, because you all have those fly-by-night teams that happen, you know, and they group of high school kids are, oh, this is cool, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. They, something happens to them, like, oh, and they don't want to do it anymore. Don't get involved with something like that. Um, those like- who get back with the client, that's a big thing, because a lot of these, like, cases we take on, they're to help families and, and mm-hmm. people like that, which TV shows have kind of steered away from that a little bit. They're going to all these public places that people might not need help. It's mm-hmm. just money-making. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so uh, what for uh, going back to what they need to know? Okay, so mm-hmm. we've got reputable team, mm-hmm. leave your baggage at the door. Thanks, yep. To Justin. Yep, because un- otherwise, you're the creeper. Kind <laughs> of the creeper. Uh, what else would you say? Um, patience, patience, a lot of patience. Okay. Um, so when you're reviewing evidence, because that will take patience, when you're going out there in the field to try to obtain evidence, that will take patience. Um, and I really recommend another thing. Somebody getting into this, have some kind of a solid faith foundation of some kind. Don't just go in it, because spirits, especially evil ones, will know. If you don't call upon whatever your higher power is, a lot of times I've seen people get in trouble. So it's good to have something, kind of a protective You've got shield. no backup. Yes. Yeah. You've, you've got no one, you know, you don't have the bouncer at the door or... Mm-hmm. Someone looking over his shoulder, looking. Bumps in the night. In the day, actually. My wife. <laughs> so, I mean, should somebody go into this about half skeptical? It, it can help, yep. Um, I think, though, to have an open mind. And I, I recommend anybody going here to have an open mind. If you're like a, a die-hard skeptic where everything that happens, even if it's unexplainable... It's just, oh, it was a gust of wind, or, oh, it was a breeze, or, you know, I didn't see that, or they're in denial. They're not going to be truthful. Skeptical, but but looking. Then. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And they can be even more, and those people tend to be more so hard science, which is wonderful. That's great. We're open to both, 
But it's wonderful when they do that, you know, and they're just going in there and any, they might ignore the hair standing up. They might ignore deja vu. You know, those things are more on the spiritual side. Mm-hmm. They just tune them out. Like most people do on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> I had I had some friends of mine in college that tried to take me out to a place that was supposed to be, you know, the the creepiest place in southeast Iowa or whatever, and nothing, you know. Really? Yep. And that to to the point that they're like, every time we come out here, there's something we brought you. There's nothing, you know that you ruined it. That that I ruined it. You know, nice. which is why I've always said that you know my active skepticism maybe is the reason that you know nothing happens because you know I put off. Uh, I drive. I drive spirits away, much much like I do people. You ruin everything. Every, yeah, I ruin everything. Exactly. <laughs> Every ghost hunting people person out there is pissed at Justin. Yep. Because he ruined everything. I ruined everything. <laughs> oh. God. But and the the thing that we tell people too: careful what you ask for. You know, there's a lot of people that want to seek this kind of stuff, and some of them will go through tools of like Ouija board use and things like that. And it's just then there's a lot of cases where they get more than they bargained for. And we've had to do cleanup duty on a couple before, where they've used something like that. And then they're like, oh, I just thought I was talking to my grandma, and now everything else is going on in my house. And I welcomed in the Dark Lord. Yeah. I should have known Granny didn't want me to draw those pentagrams. Next thing you know, the Goblin Kate is in there. Exactly. Jared comes in, steals the kid. There's a whole deal. Oh, God. All right, friends, that is going to do it for uh, 151 this week. We thank Eric Klein, team leader of Paranormal Endeavor. Yes, we had the live studio audience. (laughs) Thanks for having me.